This is episode 161 of Han Talks First, the latest and greatest Star Wars podcast in the galaxy. I am your host, Han. Welcome to today's show. There is a lot to talk about today, such as, obviously, as the title suggests of this podcast episode, directors have been revealed for the Book of Boba Fett, some of which we had already predicted and some new ones that I have actually never heard about. But other things we're talking about today is... A bunch of Kathleen Kennedy comments. There was, of course, this feature in the Empire magazine. Boba Fett is the new headliner of this month's edition. And tons of news have been released on Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ahsoka, and other future Star Wars projects that we're going to talk about all today. And if you're watching live, thanks for joining us. Feel free to let us know who's here in the comments, and we will try and address everyone that comes in. But you are listening to Han Talks First. Who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. So, if it's not obvious, I have a new setup in my background. For those of you that watch the video platform, I installed my lightsaber, finally. Right, Chia? And I was able to add some Funkos and the Infinity Gauntlet over my right shoulder, which you can see. So, I think it looks great. I'm loving the new setup here, and I hope you guys do as well uh sorry sorry we started the show really late today really late um had some family stuff in the morning and didn't have time to set up the show the the slides and the video and all that kind of stuff but we're here now we're ready ready to go and it will be up on the podcast stations later this evening um like i said there's a lot to talk about but if you're new here welcome subscribe so you don't miss an episode we have other videos on the youtube channel as well and of course we're on every podcast station you can think about every host station you can think of so subscribe to that too so you don't miss an episode rate review let me know your thoughts it helps out so much and if you're watching this show and you love this show and you want to support this show more you can head on over to the link in the description streamelements.com slash hontalks first slash tip you can send me a tip for uh, my work here and uh supports the channel and helps us do more things so we greatly appreciate that too and you, of course, can leave comments and stuff there, but you know, just saying hello every once in a while is support enough for me. That's all I need. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Like I said, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, I'm going to try and keep it short this evening because there's some other stuff I have to do tonight. So try and get through it as much as I can, but talk about each respective topic with enough time per thing. So first of all, though, I wanted to say, you know, today is Sunday. And right now, it is 7.30 in the evening. Tonight, Spider-Man No Way Home tickets go on sale at 9.01 p.m. on L.A. time. And so I will be sitting on my computer and on my phone, have multiple tabs open, and trying to get my tickets as soon as possible. The theory is tomorrow we're getting a final trailer. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but that is what a lot of people speculate because... There is another trailer confirmed to come out before the release. And it would only make sense they do it when the tickets release to help promote their advertising even more. So we'll have to wait and see. But maybe we'll get some special surprises come tomorrow for Spider-Man. And also, on top of that, I want to do a Spider-Man episode of the podcast. Yes, we're a Star Wars show. But every now and then we talk about Marvel because it's just this is about things I love. And... I have already talked to Zach, who joined us last week on the podcast. He is going to do that with me. 
and we'll probably get some other people to join as well. But we're just going to speculate No Way Home, react to the trailers, talk about what we love about Spider-Man and just get start the hype train for this new Marvel film, new Marvel Sony film. So I'm excited for it. And if you guys are interested in us doing that, let us know and we can give you a real date sometime this week, maybe that will do that. So let's before I address anyone who's joining us today, I'm going to start off with our first segment of the show, Star Wars Replay. Enjoy. Star Wars Replay. Star Wars Replay is where we replay major moments and events that happened this week in Star Wars history. And this week, back in 1977, is the week George Lucas began his story treatment for The Empire Strikes Back. In 1996, Star Wars Dark Forces was released on PlayStation platforms. In 2007, Jedi vs. Sith, The Essential Guide to the Force, is published. Back in 2014, the first teaser trailer for Star Wars The Force Awakens was released. On a sadder note, last year in 2020, David Prowse, the actor who plays Darth Vader in the original trilogy, passed away. And finally, this week, 2021, Grogu makes his debut at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, being the first Star Wars character to make its debut. That's it for Star Wars Replay. Tune in next week to find out what major moments and events happened next week in Star Wars history. Ah, nothing screams more thankful than a giant green baby flying over New York City chasing a beach ball. I'm pretty thankful for that, and I think you guys are too. I can't take credit for that quote. (laughs) That was actually from my girlfriend who's in the chat. Hello. I love you. Um... I thought that was hilarious when she said that. So, but I think we're all a little thankful for a big green baby named Grogu flying over the the state of New York. So, um, yeah, that's it for Star Wars replay. Again, you know, just to kind of recap, you know, some things that were important in that. Uh, David Prowse passing away this week last year. It, it seems like it was only a couple months ago we were talking about it, but it's been a full year. He, of course, died during the pandemic. It was a big deal. He had a big impact in Star Wars, of course, being Darth Vader. And then, of course, this week is actually this day. Today is the day in 1977 that George Lucas started writing his treatment for The Empire Strikes Back. And that is available online if anyone wants to read it. It's actually very, very close to what the final result came to be in 1980, which is kind of bizarre because when you think of story treatments early in conception, they're not as fine detailed but this one was and it just shows george had a a clear vision of where he wanted the story to go the characters he wanted to see all that kind of stuff um but yeah the most notable one of course is grogu flying over new york i mean this is a this is a big deal it's the first star wars character float ever especially in a giant parade such as that of macy's thanksgiving so pretty big deal pretty cool stuff And maybe we'll see more next year. Who knows? So let's jump into the news because we got a lot to talk about. By the way, hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I did. I mean, we really didn't celebrate Thanksgiving. We just kind of hung out and did our own thing, which is what I prefer, honestly. Thanksgiving is a little overrated, if you ask me. I mean, I don't even like turkey. I think it's a little dry. And it also makes you really tired. So, I mean, I'm tired anyway. So I guess it doesn't matter. But if I take turkey, I'm just going to be even more tired. So it's I'm pretty much like in a coma. <laughs> so <clears throat> anyway, I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Thank you for the people who have said you're thankful for the show. 
Um, most notably, I want to point out Rural Farm Boy, uh, an avid listener of this show, um, and like every other Star Wars podcast in the world, he made a, a little video clip showing all the shows he listens to and just saying thank you for that. And that really spoke to me, and I thought it was really sweet. And um, so special shout out to Rural Farm Boy uh, for being a member of this community and um, joining us every week and others every week to just talk about the things we love. So as far as the news goes, I want to start off with talking about Dave Filoni. So like I said, the Empire Magazine had an exclusive headline of all Star Wars in this month's edition. I don't have it personally, and I'm probably not going to get it, but I've read all the segments and all the interviews and stuff like that online. You guys can too. Um, but first off, Dave Filoni. Uh, and for those of you who know or don't know, Dave Filoni is practically God, second to George Lucas. Just kidding. But he's pretty great. He's pretty creative and a great guy. So he had some things to say on the upcoming Ahsoka series that a lot of us are so eagerly waiting for. And he said some pretty interesting things. So he said the following when asked about getting to work on this show. He said, it's thrilling, I got to tell you. It's something that you imagine doing for a long time. And then it's kind of startling when you're sitting there and now you have to actually do it. I thought of this adventure for Ahsoka a long time ago, and it's interesting to see how it's evolved. Years ago, I never would have imagined that it was sprung from a branch of a tree that had anything to do with a guy like Din Djarin or a child that looks like Yoda. It's a great lesson for me on how when you have other creatives like Jon Favreau and they can help lend such a dimension and depth to what you're doing. So that's his full quote there. And of course, we this was revealed in this article as well that principal photography for Ahsoka starts <clears throat> in March of next year. So it's right around the corner. And then we can probably expect it the same time, the same season of 2023. So the show is really not that far off. It's a little over a year. But his remarks, of course, it's nothing news breaking, but it's just it's great to hear this guy talk about Star Wars in general because you... He talks as if he is still a learner of the property and of the world, which is kind of fascinating because he's created just as much as George Lucas in some ways with the Clone Wars and now the the spinoffs and things like that. And just hearing him talk about this as if he still is not in control of it and he's just telling the stories is something that I think was what makes him a great filmmaker or a great storyteller. So, you know, he doesn't he doesn't take too much pride in these creations he makes and he respects Star Wars through and through. It's just in his blood and he's he's definitely one with the force. So great things to hear from him on that. And of course, I guess the breaking news of this is principal photography starts March of 2022. So in the comments, let me know what you guys think of these comments and of Ahsoka in general. I know a lot of people are excited for it. And if you guys want, you can check out other episodes we've done in the past on the news of this show because it's looking to be freaking amazing like last week we talked the sabine ren live action role has been cast by natasha lynn berdizo i still don't think i'm pronouncing that name in the right way but that's pretty exciting too you can check out last week's episode and hear my thoughts on that and get all the details um <clears throat> so the next bit of news is going to be about Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy had a lot to say in this magazine edition. Uh, 
a lot. She talked about Obi-Wan, Book of Boba Fett. She talked about the old Book of Boba Fett movie. She also talked about Mando and other things like that. But I want to start with her Obi-Wan Kenobi comments. And so what she said was the following. Pretty much asked about the process, what it's like to work with Ewan and Hayden on the same project, etc. And this is what she had to say. She said, they hadn't seen one another in a long time. And I was surprised at just how incredibly emotional it was for each of them to find themselves back in those roles. And just realizing how important Star Wars was to each of them. It was the beginning of their careers. Well, that is partially true. I mean, it, it was definitely the career beginner for Hayden Christensen, but for Ewan McGregor, he was already a pretty acclaimed actor. Um, one major role in Train Spotting, but if you it really pushed his career forward. So yes, I agree with that. But basically, she was just saying it was great to see them together again, and that chemistry is something that she doesn't see often with the the Star Wars crew, which is just makes me so happy because. We all know when Hayden Christensen signed on to be in Obi-Wan Kenobi that it was it was going to add a new layer of depth to to this show. I mean, it was surprising enough to find out Darth Vader would return, but it brought up so many more questions about how, why, when, like what is going to happen. And <clears throat> of course, Ewan and Hayden together, they have a great chemistry outside of Star Wars. They they talk, they they hang out, they're great friends. And um <clears throat> there is a really touching video of Hayden Christensen and Obi-Wan Kenobi behind the scenes shooting this show. It's not a spoiler, so don't worry. I'm not going to ruin anything. But it's just showing them uh, reenacting together on this series in such a long time. And it, they they just kiss each other on the cheek. And it was really it was touching. It was sweet to see because they were both very humbled by the experience. So I can't wait for Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think it's going to be fantastic. It's going to bring so much joy to my life. Uh, so, yeah, she talked about Obi-Wan, but she also went on and talked about several other things as well, one of which including the future for the sequel trilogy characters. Now, a lot of people have already talked about this online, on other podcasts, and there's been mixed feelings about it, but let's talk about actually what she said. So she was pressed on the characters of the sequel trilogy and asked, will there be a future for them going forward? And here's what she said. She said, certainly they, <clears throat> those are not characters that we're going to forget. They will live on, and those are conversations that are going on with the creative team as well. Now, there was a little bit more elaboration to this quote, but this is the highlight of it. And it pretty much states that she... And Lucasfilm, story group, whoever's in charge, <clears throat> Michelle Rejwan, they apparently have plans for the sequel characters. Now, before you jump to conclusions, this doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be episode 10, 11, 12, nor live action in general. This could be featured in animated projects. This could be also video games and comic books, etc. That could have been a very vague statement about what is going on. I certainly don't believe <clears throat> that any of these actors want to return to those roles in the first place if you go back and you watch the press uh tour for the rise of skywalker those actors really did not seem like they wanted to be there they didn't want to talk about the movie they were uncomfortable when they were asked about what it's like with the story like is the story great and motivating in the finale or whatever <laughs> they were really out of it they were, it felt like they were done and then of course we've had actors like Oscar Isaac, who said, I'm done with Star Wars. The only reason I'd come back if it is if I need to buy myself a new home. So obviously, he's just there for a paycheck. But he did say he'd come back. 
But as far as like personal worth of it, it doesn't sound like he's interested. John Boyega has very vocally stated that he does not want to come back to Star Wars. He doesn't like how his character was treated. He doesn't like how he was treated. <clears throat> and he's been very vocal in the past year and a half on on his return to Star Wars. Daisy Ridley, of course, has also said that she's not eager to return back to this world. You know, she's she's a little bit more PR friendly in her statements about it, but she kind of says, you know, it felt like her character it was over. And, you know, whatever happens to her next is just kind of left up to interpretation or it can wait a little while until we find out more. Now, Daisy Ridley is this is kind of off topic. She's a great actress, but she's getting tons and tons of roles that are just bad for her. Like, really bad for her. I was talking to my girlfriend earlier. We were talking about how she's getting these roles in semi-big movies or what would be big movies, but they're really only using her as, like, a pretty face, which is a shame because she's absolutely incredible as a, as a, as a thespian, as a performer. Um, <clears throat> now, I didn't mention Adam Driver, and I didn't mention Adam Driver for a reason because out of all those sequel trilogy main characters, Adam Driver seems to be the only one who would want to return to Star Wars. Now, here's what he had to say. When he was pressed on this, if he would return back to Star Wars, he said, no, I am totally not against it. For me, it's a filmmaker's medium. So my only thing is working with great filmmakers, whatever the size. It's never been interesting to me, to an extent. There are in interesting things about working on both types of movies. I always just follow people I'd be interested in working with and whether I'd be right for the part, things like that. So no, definitely not averse. This kind of shocked me because Adam Driver's a great actor and he says it himself. He follows the story <clears throat> and the character. If he feels like he can fit a character role that would fit a great story, it sounds like he would go for it in a heartbeat. Personally, I don't think that happened for Kylo Ren in any of the episodes of Star Wars he was in. I really feel like he was kind of lost a lost cause as far as his development goes. I mean, ultimately, just the redemption of Ben Solo is what bothers me a lot. And for him, maybe it's about wanting to come back and kind of repair that or add on to it. I don't know. Or this could just be him be playing nice and be like, yeah, I love Star Wars. It's cool. But in general, Adam Driver does seem like a pretty cool guy, really laid back. And with the right person, with the right story, maybe Kylo Ren could return to Star Wars. Who knows? Maybe Kathleen Kennedy was in talks with Adam Driver to return in some fashion. And maybe those were the comments she was talking about. I don't know. Nobody knows. All we can do is speculate until the time comes where we find out more. But it's interesting to think about. You know, what could the future of Kylo Ren slash Ben Swolo <clears throat> be in Star Wars? And I would love to know what you guys think, too. So let me know what you, your thoughts on that could be. Like, what could be the future of that character? Let me know. The other bit of news here that was mentioned by Kathleen Kennedy was mentioned about a project that we all thought would never be heard from again. And that was Rangers of the New Republic. Rangers of the New Republic, a show that I was very dubious about its announcement. Didn't understand what it could be. Thought it would be kind of boring, actually. Couldn't see the potential. 
of course, being a spinoff of The Mandalorian. Executive produced by Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni. And it was going to star Gina Carano as her character, Cara Dune. And it was going to be about the Rangers of the New Republic. Imagine that. So I was always kind of hesitant about getting my hopes up for it. But after a while, a couple months, I speculated you know, how I could find interest in the show, the characters that could be reintroduced, such as Hera Sandula and other things like that. And, you know, this show was announced last year. One year ago, exactly, actually, they announced the show. We did a video on it. Um, a lot of people were hyped about all the announcements. And then only a couple months ago, you know, they, they canceled the show. For, for reasons I don't want to get into right now, but they canceled the show. And Kathleen Kennedy spoke on the cancellation recently in an interview, and she kind of gave us some reasons as to what was going on with the development of the show. So here is what she had to say about that, if I can find the right slide. Is this it? Okay, so she said, we had never written any scripts or anything on that show. Some of that will figure into future episodes, I'm sure, of the next iteration of The Mandalorian. So, obviously, development for Rangers of the New Republic was still in its very early days. And that comment that she made about how they didn't have anything ready for it proves yet again that Lucasfilm is way too eager to announce their shows, their directors, their writers, their properties way too far in advance. They do this all the time. Because clearly, this show had no plan at the, at the time. I'm sure there was a treatment, there was a pitch, there was a, a something going on behind the scenes. <clears throat> but it was essentially just an idea. It was just an idea to do another show about new characters spinning off from The Mandalorian, taking place in this new post-Return of the Jedi world that they're building. So this just kind of says to me, just another re repeating of that pattern we've spoken about many times. And how the leadership at Lucasfilm is kind of lacking strategy, innovation, and integrity for creatives at this time. And if you guys want to hear more about that, I did a whole uh, bonus episode on the podcast. You can check it out. It's called The Cancellation of Rogue Squadron, A Star Wars Story, or something like that. Um, but I thought it was interesting that it's kind of going to be integrated into the future of The Mandalorian. Which leads me to question what Mandalorian Season 3 would be about. You know, if episodes of Rangers of the New Republic are going to merge into season three, per se. That shows me that, hey, maybe there really isn't a plan for what they're trying to do overall, because it's been rumored that The Mandalorian is going to have only four seasons. So the other option could be, will Rangers of the New Republic show be transitioned into episodes of season four of The Mandalorian? It could, it could go many different ways, or many just, it could just be even some ideas will be transitioned. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Mandalorian Season 3, of course, has just begun its filming, and apparently it is, do is going really well and, you know, um, continuing off of Book of Boba Fett and things like that. Um, but it's interesting to hear about. Speaking of Boba Fett, we're going to talk about the Book of Boba Fett because we, of course, this was the headliner in the Empire magazine. This is where all the attention is focused on. It's the most upcoming Star Wars show and comes out next month month actually in a couple weeks not too far away a lot of people are excited for this show i am too 
not as much as Obi-Wan, but I, I'm really looking forward to the show. I've, you know, I've said it before many times. Boba Fett was not a likable character to me uh, originally. I didn't really care for him. I actually didn't even care for Mandalorians in general. <laughs> I didn't like him. And then the show The Mandalorian came out and it kind of changed my views on it. And I ended up starting to really like Mandalorian lore and Mandalore and Darksaber and all this kind of stuff. But um, anyway, Boba Fett. It's coming out. We have a list of directors, some of which we've known about, some of which we didn't know about. <clears throat> but Kathleen Kennedy did have one more thing to say about the book of Boba Fett. And that is this. She said, jump the gun there. It was too early. I pulled a Lucasfilm. I, <laughs> I went too early on my quote. Let me, let me recap real quick what this quote is about. So she was, of course, asked about Boba Fett and experience, what it's like to, with John Favreau, what the story is, all this kind of stuff. And we'll share a quote from Favreau, getting a better idea of what the story is. But she was also asked about its, its development and about the original Boba Fett property that was supposed to come out a long time ago, directed by Josh Trank. And it was going to be a feature film. And she was asked, are you taking ideas from that film and transitioning it in to this new series? And so here's what she had to say on that. She said there was really virtually no previous development. We never got very far with Josh. And quite frankly, because we never developed anything specific with him. And Jim Mangold was never working on the Boba Fett story. So, of course, it was also speculated a long time ago that James Mangold, the new director of Indiana Jones 5, was working on a Boba Fett project as well. Um, and she says there was really nothing done with him. He was signed on to do something in Star Wars, but eventually scheduling and he just walked away. So yeah, he never worked on it, but he was going to. The Josh Trank situation, this is a tricky, <laughs> tricky situation I talk about with press. So I understand why she left it very vague and why she says there wasn't much development. But in actuality, there there was. If you ask Josh Trank, he's been very vocal on Twitter about it. He had a, a very clear vision on what he wanted. And it was, you know, probably not appropriate for all audiences as Lucasfilm and Disney would want, but there was movement on that project. Maybe not on a corporate level, but in a writer's room level, definitely was. Ideas moving from Josh Trank's vision to the series, I, I kind of think she's, you know, telling us the truth that none of that was implemented because it was such a, such a different vision. But I thought it was interesting that they brought this back up again, you know. It's funny. Anytime there is a press release talking about Star Wars with the creators, Kathleen Kennedy or Lucasfilm, everyone always asks about canceled projects. There is just as much news about canceled projects as there is about upcoming projects. That just goes to show you this happens way too much. It, it's not good. It's not a good look. It's always about what could have happened and not what is happening right now. I, I feel like they should screen the press questions ahead of time, especially for a big publication like Empire, but whatever, I guess, I guess not. <laughs> but that's what she said on that. So as far as the actual Boba Fett series, before I tell you what the directors are, let me give you a quote from John Favreau talking about this new show. And he kind of explains what it's going to be about a little bit better than we've already known. So he says, there is a power vacuum in this world because Jabba is gone. Jabba was clearly a very strong and imposing leader who people were very scared of and who seemed to rule with an iron fist. And you pull somebody like that out of the ecosystem of Tatooine and the Hut space in general, 
and you have the opportunity that's ripe in this gangster genre. Now, of course, we did know, obviously, that Boba Fett was going to be taking over this underground Tatooine crime syndicate. That was implied from the post credit scene of The Mandalorian Season 2. But the way he phrases this was just so beautifully said. You know, there is going to be war, civil war, amongst bounty hunters, it seems like, or amongst the crime syndicate of Tatooine. And, you know, real quick, one thing I don't want to see from this Book of Boba Fett show is just another revisiting of familiar faces, places, ships, like we've already done a thousand times in Star Wars. We're on Tatooine. Okay, Tatooine is an entire planet. <laughs> I think they can get a little bit outside of Moss Eisley this time around. Um, I guess you would say fan service. I don't want a lot of that in this new show. But regardless, the way he phrases this is beautiful. Empire also posted a bunch of behind the scenes photos. As you can see on the video platform, I posted one here just of the crew and cast hanging out, shooting this project, which has just recently finished actually and they're going to be releasing it on disney plus very soon so let's get into the directors who the hell is directing the book of boba fett so of course we know robert rodriguez who is executive producing and writing with dave and john is going to be directing multiple episodes that has been confirmed i theorize he will actually direct the pilot because boba fett was his character episode in the mandalorian season two but also it's been confirmed that Dave Filoni and Bryce Dallas Howard are returning into the directing chairs for this show. I was happy to hear Bryce Dallas Howard's coming back. Uh, I think she does a great job, actually. Um, I would love to see her take a movie that she directs because she's only done television so far. But then there are two new names that are coming to the table that have not appeared in Star Wars yet. And to be honest, I've never heard of these people before. So forgive me. But one of them is named Steph Green. Um, I don't know if that's a, a man or a woman. I'm not sure. Um, and the other one is Kevin Tancheren. Tancheren. I think that's how you pronounce it. So two names I've never heard before. Don't know what they've worked on. They've worked on television. I can tell you that. And it has been cable television. <laughs> so <laughs> take that for what you will. But hey, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, they know how to hire the right people. Actually, I don't know if Dave Filoni is hiring them, but John Favreau is definitely hiring them. And he's done a great job so far. So I can't wait to see what these directors bring to the table. But most importantly, what I think is to note is that John Favreau was not mentioned in this director's announcement. It doesn't look like he's going to be directing an episode of Boba Fett, which is interesting to me because he originally wanted to make a Boba Fett series before The Mandalorian. This is, this is his baby. This is the show he's been looking forward to do. He's been trying to develop it for so long. And to see that he's not actually directing anything is kind of interesting to me. But he's probably writing on it in each and every episode. And the whole story treatment is probably his own as well. Anyway, what else is interesting is, you know, the first time we heard about this book of Boba Fett was the same exact time that we heard about Rangers of the New Republic. And it's interesting because... Obviously, both of those shows were thought of at the same exact time. I'm sure Kathleen Kennedy approached both John and Dave and said, hey, we need new shows spinning off from The Mandalorian. You guys are great with The Mando. 
what else can you do? And they were like, well, we could do a Rangers show based on the Rangers. We could do one on Boba Fett. You know, we could do Ahsoka. We could do all these characters. We can spin it off. And um, it's just interesting to see that Boba Fett was the one that got made first. Like we said, obviously, Favreau wanted to do this, but it makes me wonder when Rangers of the New Republic would have gotten started because Ahsoka is also starting production next year. So it's something to think about. Anyway, guys, I told you this would be a shorter episode today. That's all the news. Like I said, there was a lot. And I uh, just didn't have time to do a, a side topic today, a main topic today. But we will have one soon. And like I said, we're going to try and do a, a Spider-Man episode on the podcast and just talk Spidey for a little while, talk some Peter Parker, some Spider-Ham. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. Again, subscribe to the podcast, to the YouTube channel. We're growing so much. We're actually halfway to becoming an official channel, like, you know, with a little check mark or whatever. So that's pretty exciting stuff. But hey, thank you guys so much for watching. It's a pleasure to have you here. In, in uh, honor of Thanksgiving, I, I'm thankful for all my listeners for joining me every week and being a part of this community and being respectful. I appreciate that. Um, but until next time, my friends, uh, we will be back. You can hit me up on social media. Everything is at Han Talks first. And it was a pleasure to be here today. What do you guys think of the news? Leave me a comment below or hit me up on social media. And now, somehow, someway, somewhere, my friends, may the force be with you. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first.